0: Here at the KJV Cafe. What a wonderful day. It's a blessed day. Amen. I thank God for today. You know, we had some spring like weather, and guess what? It kind of was starting to go away. It's getting a little colder. Welcome to North Carolina, where one day it's hot, one day it's cold. You can't quite figure it out. I spent ten years in South Carolina and it was just hot, plain hot, pretty much all year round, except for maybe a month or two. And now, ooh, I got I've been here in North Carolina eleven years, I think, 11, 12 years, and yeah, it is. It's always a surprise waiting for you. But no matter the weather, no matter the time, I'm so thankful to get into God's word. I hope you are too. As we wrap up this series on 1 John, amen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 deals with how deep the Father's love really is. And this is the fifth part of a five-part series. And don't worry if you haven't heard it, any of it, I'll recap enough that you can get an idea. And of course, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, and check us out. We have a podcast. So if you have a podcast app, search up KJV Cafe, check us out there. Uh, but First John 3, 1, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Now there's a colon here in this verse, like smack dab in the middle of First John 3, 1. And for the first three and a half years Almost four messages, all we spoke about really was what manner of love the Father bestowed upon us by allowing us to be called the sons of God. We just talked about the context of God's love in being a son. Today, we're going to wrap it up by looking more at this latter part of the verse. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. But again, just to recap, 1 John 3 uh, Talks about God's love and adopting us into His great and holy family. Now, Creator God gives us a path to be adopted into his holy family through the person of Jesus Christ. And so you have God creating everything, but not all of us being children of God because you have to be saved. The reason why you have to be saved is because of sin, a sin debt that you can't pay on your own that came ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden of Eden and sin entered the picture and death and all the rest entered the picture. And it's still in the picture, so to speak. It's not gone away and you say, oh, these children don't know any better, or I know people that are free of sin, everyone sins. Get deep in the Bible and you'll see what God calls a sin is just so numerous and so built into who we are that we all are sinners. The Bible in Romans 3:23 says all fall short uh, 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 all have fallen short. Amen. I'll read the verse. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There you go. Much better. Here in Romans 3:23 as Paul writes, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, we can't be saved without a savior. Who's our savior? Jesus Christ, perfect, sinless, born of a virgin, lived 33 and a half years. And obediently and willingly went to the cross at Calvary, completely willingly. I've been reading the New Testament lately, the Gospel accounts over and over again, and you see here like he's telegraphing to the disciples, "Hey, guess what? I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to be. I'm going to rise again," and they had trouble digesting it. But just think of the fact that Jesus knew, like he, he, not only did he know, but he actually told them as in, if he wasn't obedient and willing, he could have like ran off. You know, when they even, they came with staves and stuff and swords to take him. He said, what are you doing? I've been in the temple. You know, why are you coming out here like this? Like, I'm going to run from you. He, <laughs> he didn't need to run. He could have called legions of angel, angels down uh, to wipe them all out. He could have blinked. He could have just had a thought and they all could have been dead. But he chose to die on the cross at Calvary. So that people like you and people like me could be saved by simply believing that Jesus Christ died for our sins. That's all we have to do. You know, what can you do to please God? Have faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. We simply need to believe. We need to believe that number one, we're sinners in need of a savior. Number two, that Christ died for our sins. And number three, that he was risen from the grave. We believe on him. We believe he's in heaven with God today. He's alive and well. We make him Lord of our life. We're saved. Once we're saved, we become children of God. And I won't spend a lot of time on this, but as a child, you have all of these perks, right? You have a, if you're a child, you have, and you have a father. The father is going to care for you. Is going to be responsible for you. Is going to make you co-heir or heir. Is going to teach you. You're going to share the father's traits. You'll be disciplined by the father in a good way that you learn and grow. You're loved by the father. You get this childlike dependency upon the father. And we become more like the Father. We're led by the Spirit living within us, which is of the Father, Romans eight fourteen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, right? We are to obey the Father and give us a long life and we'll be healthy and so forth. Uh, and that's just a simple interpretation, but that's in the Bible, amen, that we should obey the Father. Uh, and we see a correlation here. With, when we do all these things, the world won't get us. We won't be accepted by the world. Let's look at the latter part of 1 John 3, 1. Therefore, that's the word right there, therefore. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So, you know, there's a picture of man not knowing God in the fact that Jesus was largely rejected. Amen. Pilate's like, hey, let me let this guy out. He hasn't done anything wrong. And everyone said, crucify him, crucify him. Like they obviously didn't know that this is the Messiah, amen. They didn't know him. They didn't believe on him. Their hearts were hard. Even the disciples struggled to understand he was God in the flesh as they faced worldly consequences and worldly uh, things happening in their life. And so the world knew him not, they're not going to know us. When we get saved, we become a child of God. We have a relationship with God. We become dependent upon God. We do as God leads and calls. The world is going to find that foreign. And I won't go into details, but the last episode I gave an example of going to a foreign country and feeling really out of place, amen? And that is what it's like. We are not um, at home in this world, amen? I'm very suspicious of really popular Christians. Like, not saying it's impossible, but I think you're really, really popular in the world. I'm very suspicious because pretty much everything that we learn is antithetical to the world. The world, what's the world? Right, Sin, cussing, gossip, slander, drinking, watching bad stuff, telling dirty jokes, cheating, gambling, drunkenness, drugs, riotous is living, on and on. Is that not what the world is as an adult? Amen. And it's not new. I mean, you see, I saw a historical, I don't know what it was, like a biography of a town, I guess you say, a story of a town. From like the 50s, talking about people after work going and drinking and stuff. In the 50s, you know, that was what 70 plus years ago, people were doing these things. And again, this doesn't, the Bible doesn't expressly forbid all drinking, okay? But the Bible promotes and tells you specifically to be sober and gives uh, John the Baptist a compliment when he says he will not drink strong drink. Amen. He's chosen from God on and on. So, I don't know, you know, I mean, can you have one and it's okay? I don't know. I could never have one. So I cut it out completely. Amen. And, uh, the best way to do it is not to go near it in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. Again, the Bible doesn't expressly forbid it, but the point is, let's say you're out, like, I mean, you work eight, nine, 10 hours, and then you're not going to go home to your family. You're going to go and drink with your buddies, and then you're going to go home to your family. <laughs> like... The Bible's telling us, men, we need to step it up, teach our kids and be there for our family, love our wives and all this. so again, it's not new. It's been going on forever. Sin has entered the picture. Christ is our savior. And as we get to know Christ, as we grow as image bearers of Christ, we will become more and more foreign to the world and the world will not understand us. The world will not get us. Amen. You know, the way to set apart in the Old Testament was circumcision, Right. That is the way that we were set apart in the Old Testament, the believers were, or God's people were, right? Now, that is, I mean, to the point where I I believe it was uh, some of the Israelites were going to go into Canaan land, uh, and God stopped them and said, you all need to be circumcised before you ever even come over here right? And he was very serious about it. and that's a, that's a that's a whole thing. I'm not a doctor, but that's not that doesn't sound fun uh, to to engage in as an adult, right rather than kids when we're typically uh, given that circumcision. In the New Testament, the it's no longer that's uh, the differentiator, or something physical. In the New Testament, it's the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5:16. This I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, We are spiritual creatures now. We have the God of the universe living within us. Amen. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are led by the spirit of God. We are the sons of God. So a child of God, that honor that we get in being a child of God, comes, the differentiator comes by the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. If you're sitting around telling dirty jokes, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. If you're sitting around watching something you shouldn't watch, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. On and on and on. So what do we do with this knowledge? To wrap, kind of put a bow on this, what do we do with all this? Understanding God's great love and making us children of his when we accept his free gift of salvation. Understanding the world won't know us, and by the way, won't really like us, A command from God in his word is to reciprocate and pass on this love to your father and neighbor. I mean, to God, if you realize the depth of being a child of God, and I don't know how many traits I had, I don't know, maybe a dozen traits that I've spent the last four and a half episodes on of what it means to be a son to a father. Can you imagine like a specialist, you know, maybe a family counselor or or a specialist in children, or or in parenting, they probably would have a list of a hundred traits or maybe even more of a good father and son relationship. So understand the depth of what it means to be a child of God and understand that love is applied to those that have been saved. And when you really kind of get a hold of that, now think about going and doing something that would grieve the Lord, you know, going and sinning, going and being ashamed of him, Going and living uh, against his will, going and being unequally yoked, going and living with a girlfriend before marriage or a boyfriend before marriage, Uh, being involved in a a relationship that is with the same sex, which we know is an abomination to God, Uh, being involved in drugs and alcohol. I mean, again, you know, I'm not trying to point out one's particular sin, but what I'm trying to say is. If you've been saved, amen, and I'm preaching here out of the buckle of the Bible belt, and I believe many people listening have legitimately been saved. If you've been saved, then cling on to your Lord and depart from that sinful behavior. Show God the honor and respect he is due while you have free will to do it. Because the Bible says in the time of judgment, every knee shall bow. And by then it's going to be too late. Amen. You won't be able to say, okay, God, now that I see your sovereign, now that I see you, Now I'm going to go back and do something by faith, by faith. We are justified by faith. You're going to say, God, I believe today. I believe I'm getting rid of this stuff. I'm going to repent. I'm going to live for you, right? That's what we are to do. We are to depart from sin the best that we can. And we know that we have an advocate in Jesus where as we fall into sin, as things mess up, we all fall short, including me, especially me. We all fall short we go to God and we ask for forgiveness. We repent before him. We're sanctified by God day in and day out. Amen. And once we have that closeness with God, and once we realize what it means to be called a son and daughter of God, then we go to our neighbor and our brother, right? We go to our brothers and sisters. We go to our neighbors and we love them like God loves us. We show God through our actions not just our words, but our actions, what it means to be loved by God by loving others. And that love is like agape love, I would say, which is a sacrificial love. It's a love born out of not getting anything in return. It's a love that is deep. It's a love that sometimes can hurt. Amen. You think Jesus hurt a little bit on the cross? Amen. It it can hurt but we give and we love and we're charitable and we show God, we understand how he's loved us by how we treat others. And of course that means that we forgive. Doesn't mean that if someone's abusive, you forgive them and go right back to them. It just means that you forgive them. You don't hold a grudge. You have no bitterness, you know, but the idea is, and the biblical standpoint on that is if they're not repentant, you you know, if they're not repentant, forgive them and you can keep a distance. If they're repentant, then forgive them and have fellowship with them, the Bible tells us. We are to love as God's loved us. And God has been so long suffering with us and so wonderful to us. And we are truly blessed to be called the sons and daughters of God when we are saved and we are his child. It is a blessing beyond words. And I thank you so much for listening to this message and this series on this verse. Take care. God bless. Amen. Thanks for visiting the cafe today. Our goal is to inspire you with the truth and depth of God's Word in a straightforward manner. Do you know Jesus? You can today. Visit kjvcafe.com to learn more about God's great plan of salvation for all of mankind. Until next time, remember, as Matthew 6, verse 33 puts it, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness.